I think we did 200 cars and then we gave to the bus came back shop at that morning as well. Yeah. We gave to uh, the Camden police department that morning as yeah. well. Yeah. The bus came back. We had a bus. Well, this is the second time around the bus so came. New Jersey transit. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And we want to wish happy birthday to pastor John. Pastor John Hurt. Happy birthday. Pastor Jennifer. Love you, Jenica. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary to Matt and Liberty. Hi. Oh, all the way in the park. <laughs> No, 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 that is an anniversary. Like, yeah, we, you're at the top of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the yeah, yeah. top of the world looking. Oh, sorry. Down on creation. <laughs> and the only explanation I can find. Come on, somebody. Is the love that I found. It's <laughs> been around. Did you think I didn't know it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I know that most people in there don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. My son's like, I don't know. That's, that's a shame. John's saying version of that. But anyway, Who? and we also. Don't touch my living Newton John now. Um, and also, happy anniversary to the Camp Woo! Yeah, so happy anniversary, Rick and Cass. Love you guys. Yeah, yeah, we really do. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to all. Uh, and look, if you are a guest this morning, if you are just checking in for the first or second time, welcome. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much for coming to be a part of uh, what God's doing in the Connect family. And um, if you want to know a little bit more about Connect, we would really love to hear from you, by the way, because we've been hearing from people uh, all throughout our time. Um, doing uh, yeah. kind of virtual services, <laughs> and it's so encouraging to hear your stories. And so there's a link there. You can go to our Linktree app uh, and, uh, and and just let us know. Fill out a guest card. Let us know what's going on in your life. If you make a decision for Jesus at the end of the service today, or if you had made a decision for Jesus and you want to know a little bit more about it, let us know. Yeah. We, we want to help you in this journey, Dave. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, you know, we, we're really excited about this morning. Because we believe God has continued is is continuing to do something in our midst mm-hmm. and moving our church, moving our body, moving our people together in a in a common direction. And and uh, I just think you know let, let's push in just a little bit, deal with worship. I know that this this worship song you lead us in uh, is really poignant for for this morning. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like this morning is um ha- has a particular weight to it. Uh, I know mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. Um, pretty strongly this morning. So I just want to just kind of not just focus, but settle our spirits and settle our hearts and settle our minds in on um, the power of the spirit of God, because that's the only thing that is going to give us the ability to walk out these days and not just survive them, but truly occupy the day as fully as we possibly can with the spirit of God. Good. Come on. Worship. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. To break every chain, to break every chain. And there's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. There's an army that's rising up. To break every chain, to break every chain, 
to break every chain. So there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Father, we believe that. We believe the song that we just sang, the proclamation of our mouths and the meditation of our heart proclaim this truth, that there's power in your name. There's authority in your name. Father, to break, Jesus, to break every chain, every chain of oppression, every chain of hatred, every chain of sin, every chain of hopelessness, every chain of addiction, every chain of depression, Lord God, every chain of sickness, every chain of disease. There's power in the name of Jesus that you've come to set people free, to bring liberty uh, to those who are in captivity, Lord God. And so I thank you, Jesus, that when we were caught not only into, in our sin, in our hopelessness, in our despair, in our powerless nature, Lord God, you reached down with your mighty hand, the hand of deliverance, and you pulled us up out of that miry pit. You put our feet on a new rock again. You put a new song in our heart, Lord God. You washed us off with the living water of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you may do that today in, in every room that people are in today, in, in every living room, in every bedroom, in every hospital hospital room, in every break room, Lord God, where every vacation house, Lord Jesus, where people are watching and experiencing this today, I pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit yes. in such power that the chains that the enemy thinks he has had has on us permanently are shattered permanently by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We will not back down and we do not shy away because it is the name above every name and we shout out the name Jesus above all things today. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your will be done in our services, in our lives, in our church, in our families, in our neighborhood, and my God, in our nation right now. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I believe it, church. I believe it. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to we're doing part two. If you missed last week, I encourage you to go back. It's the best Definitely. thing about having all this. Yes, for but sure. We believe it's one of the most uh, uh, important messages that we've that we've got a chance to share mm-hmm. um, in yes. Connect, yes. just in Connect, period. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do part two of that today. And it's it's really with unchained hands that God has set us free and God is setting us free to not just to be free, Dee, but actually mm-hmm. to use the hands that he's given yes, us. Yes, that's right. And so if you have if you have your Bible, open with me to Acts chapter 12. Uh, so it's un- with Unchained Hands, part two. And I'm just going to recap really quickly. Um, I, we talked a little bit about the first five verses last week where things seemed to be going really well for the church. Everything was happening great and miracles and growth and things were, Gentiles were coming in and uh, Centurion had gotten saved. Awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bang, right? Persecution by the government, by the way. Mm-hmm. Persecution by the government uh, in such a way that they were like, what in the world happens? Yeah. The first apostle kind of, dies. No, I kind of understand. Yeah, yeah, right. They, they're blindsided. They're blindsided, right? They're blindsided. By the way, they're just coming out of a fa- uh, uh, there's a there's a there's a, a a famine that's in in the midst. There's uh, the governmental oppression that's in the midst. They're getting blindsided by this stuff, 
and uh, and it starts out little. They start the they start to oppress just people in the church, right, right. Oh, and then wow. they kill the first apostle, James. Um, and then emboldened by that, emboldened, like the enemy yeah. always does when there's kind of no no yes. pushback by by grace, no pushback yeah. by the kingdom. Um, he he gets emboldened. Mm-hmm. He arrests Peter. No pushback um, from the kingdom. There's just, no pushback from the I kingdom. Just heard that. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, it's interesting. And that's what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. So he gets emboldened and and uh, he takes uh, Peter captive and he's going to execute him publicly, and uh, um, and and God supernaturally moves. And what we what we start to talk about is that pressure. Uh, when pressure comes in our life, it either it either leads us to holiness or leads us to selfishness. The enemy wants to use pressure in our life to cause us to be selfish. Why is yeah. this happening to me? I can't believe everything was so going so well. Yeah. Why is this taken away? What's going on? How wrong it is for a self-pity. Mm-hmm. And yet the other part of that is, is God saying, no, no, no. There's just some stuff I need to press out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's why it happens at uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Because it's all right. about squeezing out sin, right? Which is this powerful moment. And, and we said at the end of that, that, uh, you know, Exodus 12 when we're talking about um, on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it's God squeezing out sin to create an army, to send an army out. So mm. that song you just sang yeah. is perfect. Like God's Very not just in, 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 in church. Can I really encourage you? The message of Christianity is not just that we get to go to heaven. It's not selfish. It's yes. not just individual. It's individual yes, yes, and yes. corporate. Um, and that both of those things have a responsibility and an opportunity. And so God is saying, I'm, I'm setting you free. But I'm also doing it so you can be an army to go change something. Yes. Indeed, today, you're going to talk about that. You're going to talk about this, this prophetic moment of the, the rest of that story where God is bringing Peter out. But yeah. it's, it's not just that he's bringing out for a good story or for a miracle. It's that we it's really believe it's to a different end. It's not correct. the end. Yeah. And, and believe me, that's a sign for it. Like really speaking into today. today. Yes. Like this is a message for, for today. And yeah. so I just want to read um, Acts chapter 12, verse 6 to 10. Um, and, and, and he's going to hop in. But it says the, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, which is amazing that he's sleeping the night he's, before he's going to be killed. Yeah. He's bound, between, bound with two chains and sentry stood in, uh, at the guard at each entrance. Remember, the Bible says he's guarded by four sets of four people. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Um, then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and your sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. He's giving him specific instructions. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, and he had no idea uh, that that it was an angel was doing uh, was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision, right? He didn't even know it was real. Uh, they passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. God opened the gate that no man on the inside could open, and they went through it. And when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left them. And I I love that you're going to talk about this moment, about the church really waking up and people waking up and how that is lived out. I love that Paul says in Ephesians 5.14, to awake, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and then Christ will shine on you. Yeah. Awake, arise, and Christ will show up. Yeah. Um, Kyle knows that this morning has been, um, and it's, probably translating um very spiritually heavy i guess i'm not even really sure the way to explain it um 
the the weight of what yeah. um i i am carrying not like well personally yeah but <laughs> but just the weight of um the times the weight of the church the weight of um the spiritual weight of what is and so um actually you know if you if you were a part of service last week you know that kind of we just let the spirit of god take over and what i was going to share we put off to to today and yet um i was saying to kyle like even walking in like even right now i don't really even know what's going to make it into service and what's what's not um just yep. letting it be very fluid but um i was i was talking to kay about how um my heart is for us as a people um us as a church but also us as as followers of christ to understand the times that we're living in right now. And I understand that at times we have to help identify that. Yep. We don't always just automatically pick up on this. And right now we're in the middle of a health pandemic. We're in the middle of a race pandemic. Uh, we're in the middle of an economic situation. Yeah. Um, and we're in the middle of some crazy atmosphere, climate things going on. And you name it, it's happening. Uh, wars, rumors of wars. And... Um, and so I think sometimes what happens is, is that we see these things in all different uh, lanes that are just like, this is a race crisis. This is a health crisis. This is an economic crisis. And I think that um, what we want to help do is to help identify the time that it's all interconnected. Yes. And it's all very much a part, I believe, of a spiritual um, reckoning that is going on right now, that we are in the middle of it, whether we have identified it yet as that, whether we recognize it, accept it, it it's, it's irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> it's happening. And, um, and I think that it's important for us to identify that there's, there's three things at the beginning, one thing at the end of last year and two other things that happened at the beginning of the year before any of this happened, um, that God deposited to me prophetically, um, and I've been going back and forth with whether I would share that um, with the church. I've shared it with our global team, um, but I didn't know if it was ever something that I would be sharing with the church. Um, and I feel like it's maybe at least part of two of the things I'm supposed to share today. And the first thing that God showed me at the end of last year is that very, very clearly, he's, this was something that I heard inside of me. The other two things were actually through dreams. Um, the very first thing that I heard is that you will go into isolation. Kyle knows yep. I've said it as clear as day. It was as clear as day. You will go into isolation. And I was like, what does that mean? Does that, what do you want me to do? And that me thinking he was saying me, like me, I'm gonna, I didn't even know what that meant. Like what, what is the purpose of that? But it was so strong that when this occurred, I realized that that puzzle piece was to put this on my um, spiritual radar so that I didn't just think this was something that was deterring us for a season as humans. It's not like, oh, this, right. this pesky pandemic that we're right. going through right now. It's part of a larger evolving and unraveling that is happening, that is happening spiritually and, and it is showing itself in the natural. So when he, he was, and when God gives you things prophetically, it's to kind of prepare you so that when those things roll out, you have put it in front of yourself, in front of others that are supposed to be in that, be brought into that, so that when these moments strike, you are equipped to walk into them sure. and identify them as what they are, not as what they seem to be in the natural. The, uh, the second thing that God um, 
showed me was something I, was a dream and I'm going to read part of it to you. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, and what was crazy is that uh, after I finished um, the, the design for the TKC building, we have a Thy Kingdom Crumb food truck, our headquarters building. And I did the, um, like I handled the design on that. Unbelievable. So, uh, thanks. No, not, not right now. But, um, factory. but, um, at, at right as at the right at the end of that, uh, our global team was in there having a meeting and I, I shared this with them, um, before there was a pan, it was like the last week of yeah, normal life yeah. or whatever. And, um, and so I, and I, and I believe that we're supposed to hear it. Um, and I may stop to explain what, what some of this symbolism is, but this is what I told them. I said, this is what the dream was. I see terrain. It's sepia in color, like the wizard of Oz in Kansas. It is not black and white. It's grainy and it's muted. The wind is blowing and the sand is swirling about. It's a, a dry desert type of storm. Mm. And I see three stagecoaches, which now I feel, I believe, is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm. But I didn't know that at the time. Okay, I see three stagecoaches. Uh, there's a man driving one, but for whatever reason, I'm focused on the fact that there is a woman in the passenger side. And I believe now I understand that that is the body, the bride of mm. Christ. I believe that it was God driving that stagecoach that I see. Uh, and that we, as the passenger, the body, the bride of Christ is the one that he's, he was drawing my attention to. Um, she is squinting to see, and she is holding mm. onto her bonnet onto her head. She's not frantic, but she is staring out as if she is both looking and listening for something. My sense is that there are three coaches, but the one in the, but the one, uh, but there is one right now in the main frame, which was the body of Christ yes. with God, the father. And, and this is something that I, we've been talking about as a team. I see a dinner bell. It is a triangle cast iron rusted bell and it is being rung. And I can see it being rung church by man's hand. That's out of the frame. So I just see like the hand of God is what I believe that is uh, ringing this, this rusted rust uh, cast iron bell. It's not scary, but it is a definitive call to come home, Yes. come back, return home. The atmosphere is stormy, yet that woman is not fearful. It's as if she is waiting for direction. And this is very, very important. The dinner bell is not being rung because there is a storm. The storm is a result of the dinner bell wow. being rung. Um, and there is an impression of the other bell now, Danielle, is over. And if you have been a part of Connect, you know, for several years, God has been giving me a vision of almost a hand bell, a bell that was being rung to uh, uh, like a call, uh, like a town crier. Yep. And so when he said um, that bell has now come to a close, I definitely feel the impression of the world uh, of the world's dinner bell is now right now being rung and the word, the concept of dinner is strong in this dream, but it's not a good coming home for family time around a mm. gathering table. It's dinner time as if the time of day is being indicated to me, not the meal. And that time is already upon us. Wow. 
I share that now because um, I believe that it is with the understanding of the times that we are living in that we must be open to the Bible speaking to us inside of our real life right now. We can't read the word as if these are just great stories to give us a better moral compass. Yes. The Bible yes. is, uh, is alive. It is breathing. It is speaking to us. And when I read this passage uh, with Peter, God started to show me through this passage, he started to show me the times that we are in right now. And he began to speak differently to me about the times that we are in than he ever has before. And he was reminding me of the first thing that Peter is the representation of the church, right? Peter was the rock upon which the church was built. So Peter represents us. He he represents the body of Christ. And the first thing, like when I read this passage in my translation and multiple translations, it says, suddenly an angel of the Lord was there. And God just had me go into the Greek. And I studied this whole chapter in the Greek, like, painstakingly through the Greek. And the concept of that word suddenly is not actually like all of a sudden. The word there is actually behold, as if I want you to observe and I want you to see something. Like the angel of God is directing the attention of the church onto something that they need to observe right now. And that's what's going on. And then we see that a great light, the scripture says that a great light came into the cell. And the first thing that God showed me is that it wasn't just that the angel was illuminated. And as oftentimes we'll hear about in the New Testament, the angel, the angel itself is illuminated, or it wasn't just that Peter was illuminated. The angel of God chose to illuminate the entire cell, the entire area of which the church has been imprisoned in. He is illuminating all of it with a great light, a great awakening. And what he also showed me is that in the midst, Kyle kind of alluded to it too, in the midst of this prison and right before a certain death could have been upon the body of Christ, um, it it was asleep. Yep. So even just stay with me, church, because I know this is a lot of symbolism. And I know that at least one of our feeds is having a technical issue right now. If, if one of the other feeds is stronger on Facebook or Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, just make your way over to that other platform if your platform is having a problem, but I'm just going to keep going. So um, the thing is, is that there, there was this light that came and there was a great awakening um, of light, yes. but the church was still asleep. Yes. The body of yes. Christ had not yet had its reckoning, even before great peril it still was not awakening to the situation. And what happened is that the angel of the Lord, so the angel of the Lord represents the Lord, like this yeah. is the hands and feet of yeah, the yeah, Lord, yeah, the supernatural. Yeah, the Lord came and struck the side of Peter. What does that mean? He arrested, hmm. he struck, yep. he awoke the church, the side, the body of, the, of Christ has been awakened right now. And that's exactly what we're living in the middle of. And he, and I, the thing that God just kept showing me, it was that Peter was asleep, not in a judgment way of like, I can't believe that Peter was right. asleep. Um, but like he, that's, that's just the status of what was going on. The church, the body of Christ was asleep in between the guard of the enemy. And the angel struck the side of the body and said, I need you to arise and I need you to move quickly with haste. And when I read that, I was like, but why? 
because the angel of God was, was infiltrating time and space and about to loosen this man from his yes. chain. Surely he wasn't like up against a clock. Like he didn't, God didn't only give him 10 seconds inside of that jail cell to get Peter out of it. Right, correct. So really, when you when you think about this in real life, like why the hastening, why the quickening? And God was just showing me that it was the climate with it within which Peter was in that required him to move with haste. And that's the thing that we have to recognize right now. The yeah. climate yep. in which we are, we find ourselves, church, is requiring that we awaken, that we arise, yep. and that we move with haste. Yeah, I think that's why we what, what the verse that we started with, with Ephesians 5, 14, it's awaken and arise. It, yes. and, and then Jesus shows up, yes. shines. It's not like just wake up to something. I think a lot of people are waking up to something. Yes. But but it's now it's awake and arise. And, yes. you know, in this text, it's it's not just being wakened up, awoken to be uh, to escape from something. No, it's, it's actually to be delivered into something yeah. um, because. It, it, when we escape from something, it's us trying to do something. You you plan an escape. God delivers yes. you into something, yes. and and that He's not escaping. I, I don't believe that God's calling, trying to bring Peter out of his problem. Yes. Like I think a lot of times, like in this moment, we're well, like he was martyred. Right, right, right. He, I, so this no. is not the last prison he's in. Yes. Right, yeah. That's right. But I think sometimes we, I, I think we're just trusting God to get us out of the problem. Let me escape the problem. But God is not about escaping the problem. He's about delivering us into holiness, into a deeper walk with the Holy Spirit, into this thing about justice, into a life of compassion. Um, and, and, and it required Peter to completely follow God. Yes. Like, like it says he completely had Peter. Every time the, the angel was like, do this, do this, do this, do this, this. Peter had to completely follow the direction of God. And the one thing that hit me, one of the things that hit me out of here is you were talking about symbolism and the number four has powerful symbolism. And when I look at this, I, I, I'm reminded that the, of the fact, church, that pressure a lot of times brings us into this prison of total surrender of our own direction. Like Peter, didn't, there was nothing he could do to get out of this moment. Um, and that's when we look at this, four is the number of God's um creative work being finished in one area and starting up in in another area um and so we see like you know the four the four, four seasons right one season yeah. ends the next season begins yeah. on the fourth day of creation he finishes up with the creation of uh, the universe and starts right. now with the the yeah. creation of the garden mm -hmm. it's he, he's he's done dealing with chaos and now he's going to start with the kingdom um, and I think that's what ends up happening in these moments. A lot of times pressure comes in D and we find ourselves in this prison where we, we surrender. The enemy wants us to think there's nothing more. You have no more creative work left. You, there's nothing you can do. I've got four sets of four guards. There's nothing that you can do. You better, you better just surrender. This is the way it's going to be. There's no way out of this thing. You can't do it. And God is saying, you're right. It is a place of complete surrender yeah. to what you can do yes. and understanding now it's a complete surrender to everything I can do. I'm getting ready to do. I'm ending one creative work in you right. so I can begin another creative right. work. Right. Mm -hmm. So we see that even in, you know, so spring goes into summer, the four gospels, the four Gospels mm -hmm. are the end of what Jesus does and the beginning of what a new work of what the church does, what mm -hmm. what we do. Um, and so God isn't about 
Uh, God's about transitioning in these moments, not termination in these moments. Very good. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, he was transitioning Peter into a new work. Um, he wasn't terminating Peter's work. To connect, I believe God in this season is not terminating what we are. He's transitioning who we are meant to be. So He's ended one work. And it doesn't mean, look, his work to, to do the universe was important. It's not less than it's just it was important. It was a structure. It was a foundation. But now he's turning from dealing with chaos. Come on to dealing with kingdom. And I believe that's where we are supernaturally in our church right now is that God is starting to birth something in a new creative way. He's, he's in this thing where he's bringing us out of the prison uh, of four. Right. Where it was he's ending one creative work in order to bring another creative work that is powerful in his way. But. I think in this moment, there's two things that we have to see that work in tandem D with this. It's not just that God is doing something. It's that there's a response from us. Yeah. At the same time, at the same time as Peter was experiencing this, the whole body was praying. praying. Mm -hmm. they, and the Bible says they were praying. It actually says they were earnestly, fervently praying, which James tells us the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man yes. availeth much. Yes. It's, it's the church praying like we can't just do nothing. We're praying. But Peter then also had to obey. And I think a lot of times we're like, oh, well, I'll just let God do it. God's doing it. God's doing it. No, no, no. God sent the angel. God shone the light. God opened the door. God removed the chains. But Peter actually had to obey. And, and, and my friends, this is the call that I want to make as, as our pastor today is that what God is doing in this season for, for justice, what he is doing in bringing racial reconciliation and unity, what he is doing with bringing compassion and mercy, what he is doing to stir up people right now to, to, to holiness, it is not enough for us to be awoken. We actually have to arise and walk in this in obedience. John 14, 21 says this. This is Jesus' words. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he, it is he who uh, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him also. And listen, and I will manifest myself to him. That's ultimately what I want. And that's what I want for you. And that's what our world needs. Isn't just so that God loves us. We know that for God so loved the world, he sent Jesus. It's so that I can love him back. So that I can so that, that the love of Jesus can be manifest in us and through us into the world around us. Mm -hmm. So D, I don't think it's enough just to say the angel showed up. He struck us on the side. He woke us up. We, we, mm -hmm. we, need, we need to walk this yeah. bad boy out in this moment. Because I, I, I sense that um, the, the portion that I've shared so far is kind of what has, has already taken place. Mm -hmm. Whether you have been counted into that, as far as if you have proactively involved yourself into that awakening, regardless of the fact the church has been awakened. Um, if the pandemic didn't awaken the church, the, ec the economic failure of the world <laughs> has not awakened the church. If our racial crisis and pandemic hasn't awakened the world, um, it's, it's you, you just are choosing to nap yeah. because, because we're awake now. And, but that's, and the reason I'm delineating, making that delineation is because I don't believe that's the time that actually, I actually already feel because of the hastening, that thing that moved quickly, that actually is already done with that part. Even in the last two months, it's kind of like, okay, people will continue to follow this trajectory, but as, as a people group, as a body of Christ, the body of Christ has been awakened. Yes. So what happens next is that Peter's chains 
fall off. And um, I believe that we're seeing that in some respects of the world right now, in some respects of our world, uh, that particular chains have fallen off. And they're chains that uh, we have tried to get off in the natural yes, already yes. in the spirit. But there is a supernatural um, component of certain things and that I believe have occurred. And I, I, I want to say something. And I've been asking God since yesterday to really help um, everyone's ears hear what I'm about to say and hear uh, the, the, the heart from which this is coming so that you can translate what I'm saying really well. Um, there are certain things that I think that within, um, within the race situation, let's take this for example, that people have been crying out the truth for a really long time. The black community, the minority communities have been yelling particular truths out of inequality yes. for a really long time. And the white community had capacity to hear you. And we did not. Right now, the only reason that I believe that the white community um, is really hearing is not because we all just across the world decided to unify yes, yes, and yes. listen all of a yes. sudden. I am not saying that it was not within our power. I'm not saying that it wasn't within our responsibility. It was within our power and it was within our responsibility. Yeah, However, is, yeah, if yep. we don't acknowledge the supernatural component yes. of what is going on, then we're actually going to believe that we can bring any kind of reform that we desire by our own hands. Yes. And we are do not exist outside the supernatural component of what is going on. Clearly, he is speaking. Those chains are falling off. But then the angel of God gives Peter directives. He talks to him about putting on his belt and girding himself and then putting on his shoes. And then the word says, and then Peter did it. And then he said, now put on your outer cloak. Yeah. And I'm not going to actually get in. I was going to, but I'm not going to get into the, the symbolism of all of those things. But the highlight of what God was showing me is basically this. There are things that I can do and there are things you must do. Yes. And one comes before the other. And so if Peter was just like, these chains are off, let me run. There was a reason that there was an equipping hour. There was a preparation for taking a journey. There was, there, was, there was things that he needed to make him safe and be protected. And there were things that, that he needed to be like putting on his shoes yep. for the journey. Yep. And, but there was, it was still happening with a haste, okay? And so then the next so thing that God started to show me is that the Bible makes a point to tell us that Peter then um, went through one guard and then he went through a second guard, right? So we see that Peter Correct. was first brought through. He was, he was brought through a first, a first guard. Now you can imagine, it's not like just some dude there, you know what I, I know. mean? Like a yeah, yeah, on exactly. the job, like we're talking about like Roman soldiers, Roman soldiers, fortress Correct. level yeah. guardianship. Well, okay? they're, they're guarding the, the, the fortress he's in right now is the place where um, the right. place where Caesar and where right. where uh, Pontius Pilate would have been, where right. the king was. Like this is right. the this yeah. is the inner. This is it. This is it. Yeah, this exactly. Is it. This is where they shine with their yes, correct, guard, correct, correct guard specialties. <laughs> right. um, and what and Kyle had alluded to it before that the word tells us that Peter wasn't even sure that this was really real. He was thinking it was a vision. And what God was showing me there was is that. 
Danielle, there are a lot of people that are saying, like, is this really happening? Yeah. Our black community, good. for example, is saying, is this really happening? Is this awakening really happening? Um, our white community is saying, is this really happening? Like, is this really change? But what God was speaking to me is that Peter still moved. Yes. Peter was still obedient. Because if you're thinking you're watching a vision, you can just like sit back and just observe. Like watching TV. Exactly. But there was something for him to behold. And there was something within which he yep. needed to hasten, yes. acclimate to his climate immediately and hasten while he was arising. He was equipping and he was going. And I've been asking God, um, this is one of the things like I didn't, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to share this or not. Um, because I believe that this is happening on, in multiple lanes of life right now, because I believe mm -hmm. it's all part of one picture. You know, when you're watching a movie and you're focused in on one storyline and then they'll do this storyline and you're like, I don't even know why they're telling us. And then all of a sudden at the movie, it all converges. This is what is going on right now, church. This is what is going on right now. We must make sure that we wake up right now because it is awakened. Well, it is. Do you, people have been praying for the next great awakening for yes. so long. We were talking about this last night. People have been praying for the next great awakening for so long. Yes. And I think they had it in, in this category of it was going to happen like a revival. in a revival tent meeting, this is a revival. church meeting from the pulpit. And I, I'm a firm believer. This is a, this this is is a, a great awakening. It is an awakening in the yeah. church. It is an awakening. You said it right and keep saying that. it is. This is a supernatural moment. And that's when we see the movement of God happen, when the supernatural, we, we started out this season talking about the Holy Spirit, our need for the Holy Spirit. It hasn't changed. We need the Holy Spirit now yes. more than ever in the yeah. midst of all this, because it's, it's what the Spirit can do. Only he can remove the chains that can yes. set people free. Yes. And only we can actually bring the love and the tangible change and uplift people yeah. tangibly. Yeah. So those guards, I felt like God, this is the thing where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say this or not, but I, I believe I'm supposed to say it. And, um, you know, some of you have, have realized that Kyle and I have been um, a bit barraged this past week uh, with attack for our stand. And um, we, um, first of all, for the people who have reached out to us to encourage us, you, you have no idea. It's truth. You have no idea how important your voice has been yep. to us as we have used our voice you don't understand um the magnitude of gratitude that we have for you um and we're very thankful because it's 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 come from uh people that we didn't even know were listening or watching or observing um and it's come from people that have brought strength to us for often throughout time as well so for those of you who have reached Truly, out to us you. watching um what is some of the things that have occurred to us this week i i'm grateful for that but um, but so, like I said, you know, I'm going to talk right now about what God was showing me, um, as far as our racial implosion. Um, but this actually applies to multiple arenas of life. This is just where he was bringing my focus. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. So the first guard that I felt like God was showing me was, um, the civil war. And the second guard that I felt like Peter was taken through was the civil rights movement guard. And as Peter moved through both of those things, and Kyle's going to talk about this in a minute, the iron gate then supernaturally opened. Yeah. And I believe that that is where we are at right now, that we are supernaturally exiting a gate right now. And it's not for the purpose of finally being free from the oppression of the, of the times. 
because what the word actually says there in the Greek is that Peter was then deposited into a flow and current of a moving Moving. body. Not into like, when you read it, it's like he was deposited into into a street. street. It doesn't mean that. It means into a current, a flowing and current of a moving body. He was deposited there. And that's when Peter had the realization in the midst of people that what, what had happened to him. And it says, and, I'm, and I, I need to condense this, but just stay with me because this is, um, this is again, another tender part mm. that I'm hoping that you hear me in. And so when Peter went to the place where all of the church, the body was praying for him, and there was like a little kind of confusion because he went and he was knocking and the girl got so excited that he was out there. She, he, she leaves him, goes back love, and tells everybody that he's awesome. there. Or the, and um, they're like, no way. And, you know, and he's like, let me in. Um, but what spoke to me is that he, he proclaimed, he testified of his situation. And then he told them to testify. Yes. And I felt like um, I'm grateful that our black community has been praying. Um, when I've been, I've been inundating, like we've been talking about, right. With learning and everything from books to movies, to even music, even with, I even now, you know, I love gospel. I've always loved gospel, but I hear it now completely differently. Um, and I hear that, that cry, that battle cry mm. that has been so hard won, hard fought, and you have prayed and you have declared and you have stood. And I'm so grateful for that because I believe that 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 was connected, so interconnected to Peter's awakening and Peter's freeing. And you know what it says is that that the people then, they told other people what was happening. And then it said, Peter then went to another place. When Peter says, now I know that I have been delivered, if you look it up in the Greek, it says, he. it's not just like Kyle said, it's not the term there, it's not just for a sense of rescue. It is actually a sense of sending forth, forth. of being yep. sent delivered forth. Delivered into something. Delivered exactly, into something. Right. So Peter took that and he went to another place. He didn't just sit there and go, oh, I got my freedom. I'm free. He did something yep. with it. 20 years later, we have first and second Peter. He stayed active in bringing freedom bringing clarity, bringing truth when there was false teachers, you name it. He brought, he continued to bring the heartbeat of freedom to people. And church, that's what I think. I think that we have for so long been swept up in obtaining our own freedom, freedom, that we have not been active agents to become a part of another another greater freedom. And this is the last thing I want to say is that I believe that that this door, this this racial door has opened. I believe that the pandemic let that racial door open because if we were not in the midst of a pandemic, I truly don't believe that everything would have its rightful focus right yeah, now. Attention. I believe that the world stopped and had to focus on what God was doing. And God opened and what God is doing as far as utilizing this. You understand what I'm saying? Utilizing this for good, not this was all at the hand of God. But when he opened up that portal and we are walking through this to bring freedom to all brothers and sisters, what is also coming through that door is evil. Yes. So it doesn't, it's not as if only good now is coming through this door. Everything is going to come through this and it's going to infiltrate and it's going to be up to us as a body of believers that have been hit in the side and awakened to figure out what is God and what is not. What are we supposed to be a part of and what are we supposed to stand against? 
How are we supposed to see this? And some of the things that we thought were right might be wrong. And some of the things that we thought were wrong might be right. Everything has to remain on the table so that we can identify what is coming through this opening. What am I supposed to put my name to? What am I supposed to put my blood to? What am I supposed to put my sacrifice to? When I put myself on the line and there are hits that we're going to take and we keep taking, is it worth it? Well, is it worth it in the eyes of the world or is it worth it in the eyes of God? Because he has assigned it to our lives right now to be a part of the fabric of freedom that has been written on my life long before I stepped into this. Yeah. I, and and Dee, I think you said, how, how do we determine that? I think just really flip back to the three things you told him to put on belt, the belt, the sandals yes. and the outer garment, the belt of truth, the yes. sandals of bringing the good news, the gospel and the outer garment is always being clothed in the righteousness yes. of Jesus Christ. So you want to know what, how to do it? Man, get in the truth. Man, make sure that we are standing on the gospel, the good news of what Jesus preached, uh, and then be clothed in this righteousness. Um, and that will always determine how, when we step into the flow, that the flow doesn't step into us. We step into the flow. And let him and illuminate. Let, yeah, let us shine in the darkness. You know, and, and we're going to close with this, but it's I don't believe that it is by chance that, that the angel leaves him at the gate. Uh, the gate is open and the angel leaves him at the gate. Um, because gates in the Bible are always places of decision. It's a place of decision. G John chapter 10, verse 9 says that uh, Jesus says, I'm the gate. Right? Mm -hmm. we, when we come to Jesus, we have to decide whether we're going in or staying on the yeah. outside. When you would come to a city, elders would sit at the gate. They would determine what was allowed in and what was allowed mm -hmm. out. It's a place of decision. And pressure D, like this always brings us to a place of decision. Right now, every one of us is at a place of decision. Some of us are going to unfortunately choose based off of political association or generational understanding or our comfortability uh, in and of our own selves. Um, and yet you've heard me preach a million times that faith does not exist in the comfortable. Faith exists in the uncomfortable. Uh, and um, and that, that Jesus is really coming to get us out of our comfort zone and into, into him. Um, and that's why we pick up our cross and follow him. There's this great moment in Exodus chapter 32 where the pressure had the pressure came on the people of God, right? They're in the wilderness. And Moses had been up on the mountain for a while. So they'd been separated from Moses, from their leader for a while. And they'd been, they, they wanted to go back to their old way of life because they liked that way better. Does this sound familiar to anybody right now that they haven't been together with their leaders? They, they wanted to go back to the old way. And Moses comes in, stands at the gate of the, uh, of the tabernacle of God, stands at the gate and says, whoever is with the Lord, your God, come to my side now. Um, and all the Levites, all the priests rise up and they take the sword and they destroy everyone who is rebelling against God. God is calling an army at his gate right now to rise up and fight at his side. I'm not talking about taking swords, literal swords, and going. I'm talking about taking the sword of the spirit, the supernatural things of God, trusting and walking in the supernatural and obeying what God is saying, wearing the armor of God, wearing the righteousness in the in the in the in the right standing of our king, and actually taking that into our world. This is a this is you are my friends, you and I are standing at a gate. Yes. In history, we're standing at a yes, gate in time. We were not there uh, when, when President Lincoln gave the Emancipation Proclamation. Most of us were not there when uh, when Dr. King took marches for uh, segregation and for civil rights. We weren't there, but we are in this 
point in history. We are at a gate in time of decision. And you and you and I need to decide whether we are on the Lord's side or on our own side, whether we are about escaping our problem or whether we are actually stepping in to the direction of God, this new creative work that he's trying to do of holiness, of, yes. of, of, of spirit, of spirit for life, of compassion and mercy and elevating the people mm. of us around us. And I, I look I, at the end of the story, you mentioned that Peter, by the way, which I think is interesting, the moment he gets his freedom, he goes to the body. The first thing he wants to do is get in the community. And the Bible says he's knocking on the door and Rhoda hears his voice. She doesn't even open the door, right? She runs inside. Listen, she was praying for his release. When you, what, when, when the answer for what you have been praying for comes, you can't just run and tell people you heard the voice. You got to open the gate. You've got to take action. It's not enough to hear that we have been changed or that change is possible. We need to take action. Indeed, the other day, you know, um, I, I love I love MasterChef. I love watching uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay. And uh, in one of the, the competitions they were doing, they brought back the winner from the previous year. And uh, they, the, the contestants were challenged to replicate this person's dish who had won. And uh, one of the contestants was being interviewed about how they felt about it. And he said, the greatest challenge I'm facing right now is not to put myself in the dish, mm-hmm. but to pu- put much more of them mm-hmm. in the dish. And I said, that is the message right now. I, I, the world doesn't need more of Kyle Horner. The world doesn't need more of Danielle Horner. Or it doesn't need more uh, uh, of Jenica or John or, or Fred. or St- It doesn't. It needs more of Jesus in this midst. And that's the decision that you have to come to today. Have you actually fully 100% said yes to Jesus with everything that it means? Everything. Which means denying myself, picking up his cross, and following him. Following him into everything that the world would shout against, he walks in. Yeah. He is, he gives so that those who are hurting could be set free. He loves when everyone else says that person's unlovable. He elevates when everyone else says that that situation's hopeless. That's the gate that we stand at today as a church. That's a gate you and I stand at as individuals. And there will be a time when I have to stand before him. And he's going to ask me, what did you do when I gave you freedom from your prison cell? When I shined light into your darkness, when I took the, hand, the chains off your hands and put you in the flow of those people, did you keep it for yourself or did you give it away? That's the decision. And today, maybe you've never said yes to Jesus, or maybe, to be honest, you've been really consumed with yourself. And this is your day of surrender. You've come to this gate. Today, like Peter, you have to say yes, and I'll follow. If that's what you'll do today, if that's what you want to do today, it's as easy as simply asking Jesus into your life, surrendering it, and asking him for the forgiveness, turning away, turning around, and walking the other direction with him. If that's what you want to do today, will you pray with me right now? Just say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to surrender my whole life. I've come to surrender my whole life. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not holding anything back. I'm asking you, I'm asking you to change it all. To change it all. Forgive me of all of my sins. Forgive me of all of my sins. For getting it wrong. For getting it wrong. 
for being selfish. Being selfish. Today I lay my life. Today I lay my life down at your feet. Down at your feet. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for coming into my life. For forgiving me. For forgiving me. Healing me. Healing me. And setting me free. Setting me free. I choose now. I choose to now live for you. To live for and you. your kingdom alone. And your kingdom in alone. Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Yes. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer with us and you want to have a little bit more understanding of what that means, what exactly did I just do? What can be my next step? We have a free book that we'd love to send to you. It's called The Surprise of Your Life. It was written by um, our pastor, Rick Campana. It's the book that we give away at our Thy Kingdom Crumb food yep. truck runs. We've been, we just got another email in from someone who read it. It was so sweet. So sweet. And um, Carson Wentz wrote the forward for that. If you would send your address and your name to the uh, email provided there on whatever platform you're on, you send your name in the email and we will send you a free book. Yeah, and it's so good. It, it, it'll help you. And and church, uh, we want to encourage you, please continue. This is right here, right now is the time yeah. to to uh, continue worship with your offering yeah. and your tithe. And and um, I know right now we're coming to the end of service. And, and, and at times we think the most important things have just gone by. And some mm. of those things are true. The fact that we worship God with song and with prayer and with our word. And now yeah. we worship him with our... So true. Giving. Yeah. Because when we give, we're able then to give to others and make a change in our world. Give, uh, give and it shall be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Yes. You know, so often we've used that verse to encourage uh, ourselves to say, oh, it's a, the, the reason I can give is because I'll get something back. No, no. Mm. I love the fact. Given it shall be given. Mm. And it's running over. My God is a God of abundant blessing. And, I, and we're just seeing the so many people's lives being blessed and changed. And we're having, and we, and we have, you know, people are going through real life, real life. Uh, we have real situations. There's people that are dealing with death. They're dealing with grief and we need to respond to those moments. Exactly. We respond in prayer and we respond um, in strength as far as community, but we also respond financially. Yes. There are moments where we uh, have to step in and really be support in tangible forms. And this makes that possible so that it makes it all possible. And you know that that we didn't just uh, stop having uh, a building to yeah, yeah. support just because yeah, we don't right, have to be in right now. Exactly. So yeah. we're saying all this to explain to you that you're giving when you've been giving because you've been giving. Yes, but amazing. When you give, it actually translates to life. It yep. translates to hope. It translates to provision. And it translates to us as that you're here with us giving us your greatest amen because sometimes your your tithe yeah. can be the loudest amen yeah. that it's because we know it's we true, tithe dude. so we know it's a it's lot true. to um to to sow so we're grateful for you the the sowing thing it is so it is true though that it is an amen and this and you know if you've never actually been to one of our services in a building you uh you miss out the fact that people say amen like they they they, they get yeah. excited they say amen and and uh, people clap and all that stuff which is great we don't have that here one of the ways that we feel that <laughs> is actually to be honest when you yeah. when we say oh man they're with us in this yeah. this thing there's a link tree uh, uh link right there you can go right to it and give and and they'll take care of all that um and uh, and D, I just want to invite everybody stay tuned yes um, because we have family our, our family now, service YouTube. right now at, at noon um and Kevin and Lisa are doing such a great job. Yes, we adore you guys. We're phenomenal. thankful that you're providing things for our families day in and, and day they out. did a phenomenal. If you did not see it, they did a great yes. video on how to talk to your kids yes. about racial issues. Yes. 
and uh, un Beautiful. unbelievable. Like, so well I, I, I think it's you don't even need to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> there's some good stuff exactly. in there just to be yeah. able to help you. So, church, we love you. We'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday night, come be a part of it. We love chat you. Room. Yes, love chat room. Yes, it's gonna be great. Go love get you some guys. Safe sun. Yes. Bye, guys. <laughs> Go get some safe sun. <laughs> Wear a mask for goodness' sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love.